0: what's up everyone you're tuning to another episode of the sports spotlight i'm your host gary singh and starting off this new season we got my good friend jordan Lattimore joining me this season how you doing today jordan
1: i'm doing great bro really excited for today's guest really excited yep
0: yep Yep. you speak up on it right there we have a great guest in the building today mr cody damsey alumni of the sacramento state basketball team and now playing in the g league cody bro how are you doing today Doing good man, big challenge, big challenge. There you go, nice to hear, nice to hear.
1: So Cody, uh, just right off the bat, man, uh, you're obviously playing in the G League. Last time we did a story on you, uh, we were covering your journey to the G League, playing for the Stockton Kings. Obviously you're playing under a different type of team now, the G League Ignite team for the NBA. Could you just maybe talk about and, and, and kind of inform our listeners on what this G League team kind of is and then kind of how you found yourself playing on this team?
2: Yeah, so it's a new team. It's kind of an experiment the NBA is kind of doing. So they're trying to kind of slide into that little niche where you guys see you're seeing guys skip college now and trying to go uh, professionally. And so five different guys on the squad that are all were like high prospects out of high school. They're gonna play in the G League for this year and then be draft eligible next year. And so they kind of wanted like a mix. So, so they have those young guys and then they wanted some older guys that kind of have more experience. Kind of be able to practice with them and uh, play with them, kind of give them a, kind of a, a better look at what being a professional is like.
0: So, yeah, yeah, and you touched up on it already. I wanted to go a little more in depth in that perspective. What you really been that role has been like for you? You know, you're 26. You're like a vet on the team. It's crazy to say. Like I'm 27 actually, <laughs> but I, I, I'll, I'll take 26. My bad, my bad. <laughs> I'll 27, take 27, 26. No one could tell, bro. You still look 21. <laughs> but yeah, just out of high school, you got you, you got a lot of those uh, young bucks on your team right now. Um. What adjustments you've been making, what role, what you've been speaking them to? Because, you know, you come from a totally different, and coming from Sac State, you know, they're coming from a totally different lens. Maybe what perspective and stuff you've been giving them, and like what opportunity you've been seeing for yourself on the team. Just speak up on your role on the team and how that has all been playing out so far.
2: Yeah, so like you said, I'm kind of like in the in-between range. So I'm not as young as them, but we also have some older guys, Bobby Brown and kind of like Amir Johnson, who are kind of older and have a lot more experience. So I'm kind of like the in-between. So, yeah, coming from kind of mine where I haven't, I was never like a top rate. I wasn't a McDonald's All-American like these guys. And so they kind of have a different path, so I can't really speak on that. But I've been playing professionals so this is my fourth year. And so I've been around a lot of professional guys, and I know how the game works. And so kind of just giving what I see on the court and then also kind of just speaking to them, I think that I can kind of give them, they can kind of see how hungry I am to grind from my spot and just see how many guys out there are grinding for that same NBA opportunity that they're grinding for as well just to kind of give them perspective just to see that and so that's kind of what I uh, the kind of version I'm coming from and so yeah
1: So Cody touching back on your just your veteran presence in the locker room for this team for this young team what are some specific things that you that you can kind of remember as of right now like telling them in the, in the locker room
2: Um, I think there's a lot of like things getting thrown at them right now they have a lot like we have like cameras following us around everywhere so there's a lot of things and distractions that are kind of uh, being thrown at them so one thing that I try to kind of express is uh, don't let these distractions get to you like you have your goal like your goal is to play in the NBA and there's a lot of things that kind of can distract you from that and so kind of not being closed-minded but kind of being like tunnel vision almost in wow. a sense, being, uh, working hard and kind of remember like what you're grinding for.
0: Cause like I said before, they got a lot of stuff being thrown at them right now. So like, how fun has it been for you? Like you mentioned, you having that spotlight, which we all know your Sacramento kids yeah. don't get that much spotlight in the world, really in anything. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. how is it fun <laughs> that you have right right there, right next to them in that spotlight? And you know, you're doing your thing, you're doing your Doug, you try to achieve your goals. How has it been mm-hmm. in that place? And, like, seeing these guys like Jalen Green and stuff like that really, you know, trying to take that, make that, like you said, new niche and new opportunity.
2: Yeah, so it's cool, like, being part of anything that's happening for the first time is awesome. And so, obviously, it's going to have its ups and downs because this is new for everybody, This for for the coaches, for us. Like, this is a whole new experience. But, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Like you said before, like, I'm not used to having, like, cameras fall us around all the time. Like, we're just chilling by the pool and then you see like a guy with the camera and then the 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 mic just standing there listening to everything you say so it's definitely been something that's super different but yeah i'm trying to trying to enjoy as much as i can because i know a lot of this stuff doesn't doesn't come around too often quick
0: follow up on that real quick how has the bubble experience been real quick like
2: yeah so honestly i don't got the lebron suite you can see behind me i got the normal like double beds up in here so it's been cool. Like uh, we're basically at a Disney resort right now. Basically, is where we're at, and so they kind of blocked it off. So we have like the convention center, and then all the rooms, and so we can't kind of go outside those lanes, or else we'll have to be quarantined. And so on the other side of the resort, people are actually like having their vacations and stuff. So it's kind of weird seeing like it looks like okay, there's civilization over there, like people, and then here's us like doing our jobs. But it's been cool. Like uh, they have times where you could go eat. Uh, unlike the NBA bubble where they couldn't have like any outside contact we could actually order like uber eats and stuff like that so that's been a huge like plug because sometimes the food's not to what I want and so they like they try to keep it as healthy as possible which I respect but some of the things I don't really like to touch is um uh, been ordering a lot of uber eats a lot of postmates and yeah it's been cool like uh they take care of us for the most part like uh, they'll do like laundry, like there's a day where you have laundry where you can just put it outside your room and they'll do laundry for us. And so it's basically like being at work 24-7. So it has its ups and downs.
1: So Cody, touching back on the exposure this, this team is getting um, and, and how maybe it might impact your career, um, we've already kind of talked about how your role right now is just being this veteran presence on this team. But could, just talking about individually right now, um, how do you think that the exposure this team is getting um, could potentially propel your NBA status in terms of the amount of attention you might be getting to your game and just maybe how it could, you know, present more opportunities for yourself in the, in the future. Especially, I mean, like just looking at like your guys exposure on national TV, you guys get M- ESPN two games like it's like in primetime hours. So you just talk about how maybe that could help not only you, but other people on this team that are looking for opportunities in the big leagues.
2: Yeah, so basically it's been cool. Like, It's been way more televised games than I'm ever like used to in the G League. Because like maybe once or twice it might get on ESPN. But it seems like every other game they're moving it up to ESPN too and things like that. So that's always a good thing is having more eyes on you. Uh, you never know who's watching, who, or what scout might take interest into your game. And so, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been an interesting experience. Like, everyone on this team is all trying to look for, like, an NBA look. So, like, they got got guy, older guys that are trying to get back into the league. Like, me and other guys are trying to, like, kind of break through, like, from those first, like, 10-day contracts and trying to actually gain an actual contract. And then you have the young guys going for the NBA draft. So, everyone on the this, on this squad is trying to impress somebody. And so, yeah, so hopefully, like I said before, yeah, a lot of eyes, and so you never know who might be watching, so it's always a good thing.
0: You getting that 10-day contract to play for one of your hometown teams, and then, you know, you getting that first, like, taste of what the NBA mm-hmm. is, putting that Sacramento Kings jersey on. I know we were at Sac State, we were hyped for you to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was that feeling? You know, touch back on that real quick, let us know how that feeling was, and, like, How that maybe even grew the hunger more in you to get like you said, you're trying to get that next real contract that you really want, the big time contract. Yeah,
2: I think you said it perfectly, like just having that little taste made me even that much more hungry for it. Obviously it was a great opportunity, it was much love, had like congrats from all like my friends in Sacramento and stuff, so that that was amazing. But yeah, just getting that little taste I'm like kinda made me realize like dang like I'm that close to kinda like my childhood dream and so it kinda made me wanna grind even harder for it.
1: So seeing how, like, the NBA is definitely promoting this this new G League, right, it's all on all these national uh, TV channels, and just seeing, like, all the opportunities that they're handing out to, to guys that maybe don't have a, a spot in the NBA yet but are just clawing and fighting for one, um, could you maybe just, like, touch on your your, like, hunger and motivation to get to the league and how that might impact other guys that are, like, Four-year players at other universities, maybe even Sac State, your your you know your alma mater. Just talk about how like maybe your journey so far, especially playing on this new experimental team in the NBA, could potentially impact those guys and give them more confidence to go seek out more opportunities um, in the in the upper echelons of basketball.
2: Yeah, so I think this NBA G League night team has brought a lot more eyes to the NBA G League and it's kind of validating the G League a little bit more, like. Over the past couple of years, like as it went from like the D League to like the Gatorade League, G League, uh, it's just been more and more. People are seeing it as more of a, a competitive league. Like before, people be like kind of brush it to the side, be like, all right, yeah, that's like the developmental league. But people are starting to see like a lot of talent, and uh, they're also seeing a lot of NBA teams take from that talent as well. Like you see, uh, I think the Raptors are one of the teams that really have utilized their uh, G League program really develop people. So kind of gives people hope i guess like guys coming from like mid-majors and maybe even d2s d3s seeing like all right if i don't get drafted there is hope like i could go to the g league and grind it out if i really work hard and grind it for this uh the nba dream
0: and yeah cody you talk, touched on something earlier that just really hit my mind right now i well, wanted to ask you real quick you talked about how, you know, everyone knows a lot of these, they made this team to really create that niche, you know, try to really, you know, shift the power really from college basketball and give these players an the opportunity to make some money, which they deserve, which we all know, and, you know, get some of that, like you said, equal playing ground, not trying to make the G League look like it's lesser, like trying to make it the same mm-hmm. level as college basketball. In your mind, how well has that been going for you guys and, like, how big of impact really in the future you see that really being? Do you really think it'll be a... A big time where you see like maybe the top 30 players go to the G League like how what do you see this in the future what's your like guess or what's your hypothesis or something you think that's going to yeah. happen with this
2: yeah so I think a lot of people are going to be judging how well this team did based on how high these guys get drafted and so I kind of almost feel bad because it's a lot riding on their performance and so a lot of people are going to be critiquing every little move so But I think all these guys on this squad are all talented enough and, in my opinion, should go top five, all of them. I think all of them are are special talents. And I know looking back to when I was 18, 19, I was not built like that. Like, these guys are are special for sure. And so, yeah, they're definitely trying to, like you said, shift that power from that college where before it was kind of you have to go to college to go to the NBA. And so I think that's exactly what the NBA kind of sees themselves as. And so – yeah, I think it's a lot's gonna just ride on how high they get drafted, which kind of sucks to say that so much is riding on four guys. But yeah, so I think hopefully, I think it's going well. I think from what I've seen and kind of what I've heard, I think a lot of the GMs are being impressed by these guys. And in the long run, I think if you're a lottery guy and if you're only gonna go for like to college for one year, I really think like. It's kind of a distraction to have to worry about keeping your grades up to be eligible where you could go here get paid and just really focus on basketball if you're trying to make it your job like why not focus on it 100% rather than making it 70% basketball 30% schoolwork and so I think some of them do get like college is definitely an experience and so some of them I know probably do miss out on having that college experience being around a lot of other people and being you know, when you come back from the dorms, from getting a big dub, you got everyone's, like, patting you on the back and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, you do miss out on that kind of thing. And so it's kind of a give or take. So I think it's just good to have, give people options. I don't think anyone should be forced to do one thing or the other. I think it's good to be, have – let the players choose. It's like, all right, do I want to go to college or
0: do I want to take this route? So I think just having options is good. Do you think it's a, the way they kind of built it is more just tailored to the uh, high-level players, or do you think they kind of made it so – opportunity could be given to people who like you said are in not, not the top top level prospects.
2: yeah I think it's definitely more tailored to the, the higher prospects. I don't know how much like especially with this team having more than probably like five or six kind of uh, young prospects it could be kind of hard for them to kind of get the necessary looks and get the touches mm-hmm. on the team to be able to show their skill. So I don't really know how that would work. I think the NBA is definitely using this as an experiment, seeing how well this works, and definitely will be some tweaks going into next year. But I do know it's part of their plan to have this team again and have another batch of prospects hopefully sign up. And so I know that's why a lot of the reason why they're kind of pushing this team, and you're seeing it a lot on the, the bigger networks because they're trying to call on those younger guys that are in high school right now and be like, hey, this is an option if you want it.
1: Could you maybe like touch on just like the older guys that are also on this team, the Jarrett Jacks, the mm-hmm. Amir Johnsons, and just what, what kind of has been their impact on this team? And what are some things that maybe they're even teaching you? Because you're considerably yeah. a, a younger guy in the league too. Um, so what has been their impact in, the, in this in, on this team? And what do you think uh, overall they could, they could impact within the G League spectrum itself?
2: Yeah, I think, like you said before, those names that you mentioned, Jarrett Jack, Amir Johnson, they got a lot of knowledge, man. A lot of a lot of games played in the NBA. And so they got a lot of great stories, even stuff that happens on the court or stuff that happens off the court. And so they're able to, like you said, like I'm able to kind of sit back and kind of sit with the young guys and kind of listen to what they have to say. And so it's, it's been a cool experience. And so yeah, they're able to kind of like preach just like little things that they've been through where it's like giving advice to somebody if like, oh, like uh, your family members asking for money, but you don't like really mess with them like that. Like what do you do from that type of position? So they're able to speak on kind of things like that off the court as well as on the court. Like how's it dealing with not maybe not playing as much as you wanted to right when you first get to the league. So uh, yeah, they got a lot of knowledge and they're not afraid to share it too, which I think is a blessing. I think they really picked the right batch of veterans that are able, like a uh, good, like solid people that are wanting to give back and because they're definitely sharing the knowledge as much as possible.
0: And, Cody, I kind of want to take you a little far back right now. Mm. So I'm a kid see. from Sacramento. I went to yeah. Sheldon high school. And okay. I, so I know we, we all like, We kind of yeah, rivals now. We kind of rivals. I was about to, so was about to bring it Sheldon up <laughs> right now. Sheldon PG. Yeah, I was about to let him know. Cody Demps went to Pleasant Grove, a rival high yeah. school of my, uh, my high school. Great games. Watched those as a kid. Mm-hmm. Watched you guys have those rivalry games. Packed out gyms and all. Definitely. So, how does it feel to be one of the professional basketball players still playing at a high level? You know, a lot of your peers, I'm, I'm assuming a lot of them switch lanes by now. Mm-hmm. How does it feel to really, you know, you're still pushing out at, at your dream? You still have a chance for your opportunity. How does that just feel that, man, I'm still going at this when probably a lot of guys maybe would have switched lanes to something else?
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, like you said, man, there's a lot of battles. Like, I remember, like, one of the first, like, my dad actually coached, like, Sheldon High School, like, the freshman a team back when I was in, like, third or fourth grade. So I got to go to a lot of, like, high school games there and just seeing, like, those names, like, DeMarcus Nelson. I was like, man, like, that dude is amazing. I remember, like, Pac James, like you said, standing room only, just watching him play. And so, yeah, uh, great games. A lot of, like, great teammates and a lot of great players have gone through both programs. And so I think it's just cool. Like, I know, looking back, I think, Ten-year-old me would be proud of where I am today. Still trying to grind and still uh, play the game that I love, and so that's kind of how I think of it. And I think I think it's dope. Yeah.
1: What advice would you give to those younger guys that maybe are going there now, and and you know maybe have some aspirations of making the league, making the G League, or other you know future basketball aspirations? Like,
2: uh, one thing that I always say uh, to people that kind of ask that same question is, I say, is like trusting yourself, believing yourself, like. If you put the work in and you put the time in, don't be afraid to show it on the court. Like You've done the work, um, you shouldn't be afraid to show out or do whatever you need to do. So as long as you put the work in, trust in yourself, trust in your game.
0: So I got another question for you, Cody, right here about I was watching, uh, listening to the JJ Reddit podcast. He's with uh, Alex Caruso. We all know he played in the G League too back in the day before he got his big opportunity playing the Lakers. And I remember him. Uh, one question, I I held this question just for you too for like a couple months now. Alex Caruso mentioned a lot of the guys in G League just don't know what GMs are looking for. They think that they're looking for just pure scores and just the best player on the team but he doesn't know like he he said that I think it was maybe the OKCGM mentioned to him uh, Sam Presti mentioned to him that we're looking for real guys that are fitting the role because as we know like a lot of players who come from the G League go, like, go on the Miami Heat or go on these teams play with some good roles and they, they, they do the nitty gritty stuff like defense re- defense and picking up full court and all those little nitty gritty stuff in basketball, not definitely. like the flashy stuff, so what's the formula you you see right now because obviously you're not there yet, but what is the formula you kind of yeah. see to get yourself into that door and get yourself into do you do you agree with Alex Crusoe, what do you think about that
2: I definitely agree coming from from my what I see kind of perspective wise is. You definitely have to gain their attention somehow so a lot of ways is through scoring obviously Mm -hmm. but once you have their attention you need to be able to show them that you could do the other little things like play defense like you said pick up full court and stuff like that because if you're coming from the G League you're not gonna be getting 20 shots a game at Mm -hmm. the next level so you got to be able to like they could see you score and stuff like that but you have to be efficient as well like you're gonna be getting those they already have their superstars that are getting those touches You got to be able to come in off the bench most of the time, being able to be ready when called upon and trying to make most of the situation. So, yeah, I think I like I remember him saying that specifically, too. And definitely there's a role that you need to be able to play because you're not going to be the superstar coming from the G League. You're not going to get the normal touches that you see in the G League going to the NBA.
1: Like going back to like when this all kind of started, you you finally getting your like a shot with this with this G League Ignite team. Could you? Um, I was just interested to like kind of find out like how did it all like unfold? Like was there like a person who called you? Was there a, was there someone who reached out to your representatives? Like did you have to put your name out there to kind of you know get some exposure? Like how did it all kind of come together? You know what I mean?
2: so i know for the past couple years they've had kind of this idea and offer of the ignite team i think it was like two or three years ago i first heard about them offering kind of what uh, six-figure salaries to guys willing to skip college and so i know like for the first couple years no one kind of really took them up on that offer and i think Jalen green was like the first one that i remember like this last summer has really kind of accepted that offer and so I think once they did that, then NBA was like, all right, we need to put together a team. And so they got a couple of other guys to accept the offer as well. I think once they had these young guys they're were, all right, we're going to need some vets. And so they started calling around. And so I know they approached my agent and they said that, that my name was like in the circulation of being considered for one of these spots. And so I was like, all right, cool. So I kept that in mind. I know a couple different names that I think they probably kind of fell out who they wanted as vets and then so my name was kind of next on the list and so then they officially like offered it to me and I, I accepted and then that's kind of where it went. And so from then on it was probably three or four weeks went by until we actually had to kind of report to uh, Walnut Creek where they already had the young guys that were actually working out already for like a month or two. And so then they kind of brought in all the other vets and we kind of started getting to actually group workouts where before it was all individual type stuff. I think that was mostly because of COVID. And so they're all just like doing individual workouts. And so when the vets came, we kind of finally had enough numbers to kind of go five on five and kind of get some real scrimmage, real playing together. And so I think this bubble kind of idea for the GLE was really up in the air until recently. I think it all came together just recently as well. So I feel like a month or two ago they finally actually confirmed that we're gonna actually be playing some games. And so I think their first idea was kinda of have just this team kinda of do scrimmages against other random teams or just random people put together, but then they finally came up with the idea for the G League
0: bubble and so kinda of all came together at the same time. Cool, cool, man. Lucky that you gotta be part of that experience and I know you feel yeah. probably blessed to be a part of that. Definitely. Let's take you know, I'm gonna keep taking you back, man. I would take this taking back <laughs> I one don't more mind. time. Let's take you right back to, let's talk about, touch on Sac State real quick. We all know okay. you've been a couple of seasons since you've been on the Sac State team, you know, yeah. playing for Coach Katz and everything like that. I'm really wondering, since you've been where you're at right now, is what maybe a mentality, maybe a routine, maybe something along those lines that you feel like you still use today that you, you mm-hmm. gained during under that, under that time at Sac State? Any routines, any mentalities, any things you remember from Coach Katz, any type of thing, basketball, off the court, on the court, some things you Good. remember from Sac State is still helping you today.
2: Yeah, i say, man, when I came in Sac State, I was young. I think the four four years that I spent at Sac State really kind of helped me mature as, like, a basketball player, like, just in terms of my body. And then also just in terms of just, like, kind of being being a man and just uh, learning different life lessons from Coach Katz. So he'll, he'll always try to uh, sprinkle in a little life lesson trying to teach us to be better man uh on and off the court and so there's a lot of lessons that I, I couldn't be able to come up right now but he's definitely taught me a lot and I owe a lot to that coaching staff because they're one of the uh the few few people that kind of believed in me and my skills as a basketball player but one thing specifically I know that I still use is beat the pro that's kind of like a little uh shooting game that we kind of had and so coach Cass was always uh emphasizing us getting in the gym outside of practice and stuff and so he'd make us play this shooting game called Beat the Pro. So I still would do that on my own, where you're like, if you miss a shot, it's minus two. If you make a shot, it's plus one. You got to kind of beat the pro to get to 21 first. And so as a game, I used to kind of work on my shooting and be competitive still by myself.
1: So uh, just touching back on what you said earlier about how um, you you said you would be, if you were a kid right now and you saw what you have eventually become, you'd be proud of what you are, right? Um, Could you just maybe like touch on, or this is just my question to you, how possible did you think this all was? Like even going back to your Sac State days, like did you think this was yeah. even possible that you'd be here like in this bubble showing out on ESPN playing with Jared Jack and the yeah. like three lottery picks on your team? Like yeah. did you think this yeah. is ever going to happen? Like for real?
2: Yeah, man. Like I remember going back, like just thinking like I always like had dreams of being a professional basketball player. like Every kid has like that dream, like they'll write on their little kindergarten thing, like I wanna be a pro basketball player, blah, blah, blah. And so it was always like kind of a dream and out there, I didn't really realize like how attainable it was until probably I got to, got to the G League to be honest. Uh, I know like I would always work hard and all that stuff and I have like a trainer, Gus Armstead was one of the people that I work out with in the summers in SAC and so Uh, Work out with a lot of pro guys there too. So I always knew like it was possible, but once I finally like got the opportunity to kind of try and make it to the G League, I'm like, man, I'm actually playing with guys that I've seen on TV before. And I'm like, man, like I'm right there with them. Like this is actually like possible. I'm actually out here rocking with them. And so I think that's when I reached that point in the G League, like my first year, I was like, dang, like this is actually possible. So it probably took that long.
0: You're right, Cody. I think we all wrote NBA player when I was the kid in first grade. Yeah, I'm happy I was happy you won. the people that actually got two chances <laughs> chance representing us from Sacramento. Yeah. But, um, my last question right here, and then if Jordan has his last question, he can hop in. But My last okay. question really is just plain and simple, man. What are the goals you have right now? What are your goals left? Let's manifest them right here. Let's hear them. What's the goals you've got left yeah. right now? Let's see what you're what you, what you looking at. What's your short-term, long-term goals of Cody Dimps?
2: Yeah, so, short term, man, uh, yeah, still trying to, trying to make it to the league. Like, I had my cup of coffee, like you said before, the, uh, the 10-day, and trying to make that permanent. So, I'm always trying to, uh, better my situation for basketball-wise. And so, uh, outside of basketball, man, I got, I've been dabbling a little, little stuff here and there. Like, I've been trying to up my, like, social media game. I've been, uh, been on TikTok, been doing the TikTok dances and stuff like that, and, uh, trying to, uh, been doing some vlog stuff for the g-league as well which actually will, will hopefully come out uh in the next coming weeks where i've just brought a camera around and kind of showing people what it's like in the bubble and so uh the, actually g-league's been helping me edit it so it's been a lot of love in that direction and so yeah i've been dabbling a little stuff so yeah i've just been trying to um enjoy each and every day so one thing that this this summer and this whole pandemic time has really taught me is just try to like enjoy each day like you never know what might happen the next day there's so much uncertainty in life so I'm just trying to take each day step by step.
1: Final question question here real quick for you um you talk about like enjoying it like you just touch a little bit and expand a little bit more in detail just how how fun is this man how fun is it to just be in Florida playing basketball for a living playing with Mm -hmm. all these young guys like how fun is it how fun are you having right now?
2: Yeah, it's a lot of fun, man. Like I don't have any homework, not to uh, or any midterms like y'all. But uh But yeah, it's fun, man. Like you get to play a game for a living. Like I know there's 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 tough times. Like obviously there's like it's tough on like your mindset as a basketball player. Like not being able, kind of to see your family. Like a lot of these dudes. Like I know one specific example is Amir, who ha- he has kids and a wife back home that he's not able to see for. What well, it's been like a month, month and a half now. So I know it's really tough on on some people, on some people's mindsets. But it's a, it's a blessing for sure, being able to play a game and get paid for it at the same time, and having people around to take care of you and like um, whenever you need it. So it's definitely a blessing for sure. So it's just a lot of fun.
0: One just one last word of advice, Cody. Don't do yeah. don't do the TikTok Corvette Corvette dance on no Corvette logos because I'm uh, a Juju Steelers late. fan and they they killed us on that one. So I don't wanna see oh, you get man. killed. Too for it's that. too
2: late, I already did one, I already uh, did one, man. It's too late.
0: It's over. Man, yeah, I, I haven't done the
2: logo thing, so I'll, yeah. I'll stay away from that for sure. Because yeah, I mean, they
0: really did kill my man Juju. Like, yeah, man, I, I felt I already know. I tried to defend yeah. it too. But after we lost <laughs> yeah, that game, it was bad. Thanks. <laughs> thanks <laughs> but, even when they took it back, yeah, I was like, man. Well, thanks, Cody, bro. I really appreciate your time today for joining us on this podcast, bro. It was really nice meeting you and talking to you today. You know, good luck in your future. And, you know, here at Sac Day and the State Hornet, you know, we keep going to keep pushing for your success, though. So, bro, have a good day and enjoy yourself.
1: Yeah, much love,
0: y'all. I appreciate y'all having me on.
1: Appreciate the time, bro. Appreciate the time.